a lot of times we see students, their, their whole dream is to get hired by certain studio. I want to be hired by Disney. But then what happens if you accomplish that? If you get the job, then what? Then you don't have a dream? Then you are dreamless? You don't have any, any more goal to, to achieve? Welcome, everyone, to Straight Ahead, an animation podcast where we spotlight rising Black, Indigenous, and people of color who are the future voices of the animation industry. I am Raymond Ozalanda, one half of your co-host. And I'm Yuki Okamura-Wong, the other half of our whole host. Our guests this week are Diego and Sebastian Ramirez Jacinto, uh, aka the Awesome Brosos. They are Mexican artists working as visual development artists from Mexico. Would you mind telling us a bit more about yourselves? We are... Yeah, uh, a couple of Mexican twins, brothers. Uh, we often say we are one soul divided between two bodies. Or <laughs> what is the same? We are half, you know, we are two parts of a whole idiot. So that's the same. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. This devotee sounds like so fancy for what we do. Uh, we are just like two dumb guys with computers that draw. Um, draw a lot <laughs> and sometimes we paint sometimes we paint we paint a lot and uh yeah and that's our life <laughs> awesome. perfect introduction <laughs> well the way we like to start off on straight ahead is by playing a little game called in between we're gonna give you guys two Similar choices, and then you have to choose in between the two of them and let us know why. Okay, awesome. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe I get there. All right. Cool. I'll start us off with the first question. Would you rather be a part of the Karasuno Volleyball Club, like in Haikyuu, or a part of the host club from Oran High School Host Club? Ooh. Okay, that's a bit, <laughs> that's a bit of a stress <laughs> because I can totally imagine myself as a Crystal James. Uh, fighting and all that stuff. <laughs> I can't imagine myself being like um, comfortable talking to the ladies. <laughs> comfortable <laughs> talking oh, really? to the ladies. Uh, yeah, it's just like yeah, we can. You can totally uh, like uh, freaking uh, talk normally, but engage in the uh, whole in the whole host thing. Come on, I can do that. We can do that, and we are yeah, not athletic. You guys can be like the twins, the, the twins in the anime. No, uh, they are, uh, no, 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 no. We cannot go there. We, no, we cannot go, go there. there. <laughs> they have this very specific scheme that they use, and you know what it is. And I can't go there. We refuse to do that. That's the stuff. So yeah, and we we are not athletic, so we would love to be on the Karasuno team, but we know we will always be on the, on bench. the bench. Yeah, we will be just like <laughs> rooting for them with open spirit. But come on, I would I would you know like the I, the I glasses would. one with uh, his brother, the one that was yeah, just yeah, yeah. like rooting for Tsukishima? the Tsukishima. <laughs> when when in the in the backstory when Tsukishima his brother said that he was the star of the team and he was just cheering the, the team up, that would be all. We would be cheering and we don't even know like <laughs> the uh, strategies or all that stuff. We wouldn't be useful in that way either. Like, ah, oh, we need to <laughs> score more points, guys. Uh, we don't know how we, we do that. No, those guys are freaking good. Yeah, no, they're kicking our ass. Yeah, no, let's go, let's go home, we will say. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. We are not very... Uh, optimistic in that way <laughs> so mm -hmm. we will not be useful uh, on the on, on on the team so it's hard uh but between the ah but i love oran i love the the world and the freaking school it's a good anime i enjoyed it i love oran yeah, yeah and that's yeah. the thing that you know that's a that's a plus because if you are like in the school then you, you are like rich maybe, like automatic rich or intelligent so you know <laughs> that could be cool and let's be honest, like, Karasuno is not, like, the best school, like, in the district that there is. Yeah. And it's like a normal, yeah, it's like a normal yeah. high school. And they could take, like, anyone on the team, even if you are not playing, but you yeah. would be happy <laughs> you join the team. So, you know, it's a little bit easier. Yeah, Karasuno. 
And and I want to go to the matches and see them. Yeah, yeah, because you know I will be crying there. <laughs> yeah, like, we will oh, be crying there. Oh, oh, you know the magic of shonen. <laughs> so yeah, that would be great. The magic of sports, but not being part of this. I don't know. We <laughs> we are not the ones carrying the team, but we are there. What about you, Yuki? Would you want to be uh, part of the host club or the volleyball club? I'd be part of the host club because Ooh. all they do is sit around <laughs> and fucking talk to people and eat cake. <laughs> I want that. I want that a, for me. Yeah, I forgot about the cake. <laughs> Freaking uh, the honey senpai like, cake. That's all they do. Yeah, cake, sandwiches, tea. Also, personally, I would get to hang out with a bunch of hot guys. So like, <laughs> oh yeah, you 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 almost have the ha- you have the hairstyle too. You you oh, be yeah, the I would, per- I would be Haruhi. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be able to pull it off really well. The other thing, we are very self conscious, so so we get nervous with uh, with beautiful people, and we will be there like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. They would they would cast you differently, <laughs> like a shy type or something. Yeah. I think I would also pick the Karasano volleyball club only because. Wow, okay. I, I think like I would love to participate in a sport. I wish I did sports when I was in high mm. school. I think it would help me that. be more athletic, and I think it'd be cool. But also, like I just like my wife would not like the idea of me being in the host club. <laughs> <laughs> she she would probably get really upset if i chose that one oh, that's true you guys were like high school sweethearts too right so yeah 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 so i, I think just to be on the safe side i volleyball yeah yeah volleyball on the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right perfect well let's get into the last question would you rather fight alongside maya from Maya and the Three, or alongside Steven from Steven Universe? Okay, uh, that's, that's a very a, tough one. Yeah, that's hard because <laughs> um, you see, uh, I'm, I'm I'm kind of a coward. Uh, is it's against or is uh, by uh, it's uh, by his side? With, with so so I think I think you would like either be a crystal gem or you would be one of the the warriors, oh. right? Uh, ah, mm. no, easy, a uh, crystal gem. <laughs> because <laughs> in the world of Maya and the Three, they, they freaking die all they the time. They freaking die all the time. Like, death <laughs> is a really big part of the world. And I I already told you, I'm not that big adventurous. And Steven has, like, a freaking bubble and a protective shield. And I like that. I like to be safe, <laughs> but also, like, in the adventure. Like, uh, maybe... When mm. they uh, knock out a, a, a bad guy, then I can go and just kick uh, its ribs when it's already down. And then <laughs> I'm also uh, participating <laughs> on the bike, but I'm not actually like, uh, yeah, like putting myself in risk because, yeah, 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 I, 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 I don't trust uh, that much in my, my strength in my, or, my, or my skills. It's weird. Uh, we, we we are actually like uh, black belts on uh, taekwondo, uh, wow. but we are really. But we don't use them like at all. So, yeah, 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 yeah. We are don't ask us to do anything. You know, because no, no, no. We, we, we really don't like uh, violence uh, mm. or, or or violent stuff or all that. And that's weird. Uh, for you to get the black belt, uh, you need to uh, go and participate in at least uh, like five tournaments. Yeah, and we did mm. uh, we did all that, but our tournament fights are really lame because we are, just, <laughs> especially me. I I didn't like to to hit other people, so I was just avoiding. So then why why do you guys take taekwondo? Was that something your parents made you do, or did you guys just want to learn how to uh, defend yourself nah. in case of a situation? <laughs> My mom wanted us to make exercise when we were little, and uh, <laughs> they were teaching it. Uh, near our, our house yeah so it was a an easy pick like yeah you go to the taekwondo um, you know if, <laughs> if it were like instead of taekwondo i think like pilates or something we would be like expert in pilates or something like that or, or, <laughs> or, Zumba, or, or Zumba, yeah and we, you know <laughs> that would be fun that you would know? be fun yeah because we don't know how to dance but yeah. we know how to freaking do a donkey kick. So, <laughs> yeah. But we don't use that. Yeah. Yeah, I would prefer to, to know how to dance, honestly. 
uh, because <laughs> that would be more useful in, in my daily life. Aww. I kind of like to dance. So this would, it would be better to be in Steven Universe too, because they do a lot yeah, of dancing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I just love, they do a lot of singing, and I love singing. I love musicals. So yeah, and the freaking bitch. Ah, no, that that would be amazing. And with all respect to Maya, I um the the Tekka realm. It seems really dangerous. <laughs> Um, I, that's, honestly, that's a that's a fair point. I think because of those reasons too, I probably would pick Steven because it'd also be cool that like any weapon I have comes from my body, yeah. which would be kind of <laughs> cool. Like I don't have to like carry my weapon or ever freak like worry that I like I'm in battle. Like oh damn, I forgot my sword at my house. And not you, you you're <laughs> not just the weapon. Like you can like summon like your phone or your keys. Uh, you forgot the keys on your apartment and then you uh, like store them in your <laughs> gem and then you have the backup always with you. I, I would love to just don't carry any stuff anywhere and then we'll be like, ah, I have it right here. And use like the teleport- teleportation portals and all that stuff yeah. because, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we hate to, to, to we hate to travel, we hate to commute. We just want to be like freaking <laughs> there where we want to be. So yeah, no, uh, yeah, Crystal Gem all the way. Right. Yeah, yeah, sorry, but, all, but we all very good points. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm convinced. <laughs> I would also go with with Crystal Gem. They have a lot of a uh, just a lot of conveniences to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Sebastian and Diego, for playing in between with us. And to our audience, if you have any suggestions for future in between questions, send us a message either on Twitter or Instagram at straightaheadap or send us an email at straightaheadpodcast at gmail.com. The Asombrosos, I'm really happy that we were able to have both of you guys on the podcast. And yeah, like, again, so happy to have you guys here. So to start off, how did you two get your start working in the animation industry? Uh, that's a complicated one because I don't know when that happened. Happened, honestly. When did we became <laughs> like uh, like pro artists, professionals? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. It, it it is gradually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very gradual thing. It doesn't happen from night to day. It's not like. Mm-hmm. The uh, the animation industry grandmother, the uh, godmother, like visit you in the night and touch you with the <laughs> the magic wand, the magic wand, and then you are uh, a, an artist from the industry. I, I it, it is very very strange. It's like working in a frontier of countries, and then you are then in the other side, but you didn't realize because it all seems the same. It looks like the same, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like something they don't tell you when you are learning or you want to break in into the industry is like like your life remains kind of the same once you enter the business and the industry so that was the thing for us we started doing freelance for a mexican studio here in mexico but mm-hmm. uh, i think that that would be like our first animation gig in the industry kind of stuff but you know for that point we have been already doing like our own things and we have been trying to uh, pitch and develop our own ideas and our own uh, pitch rivals so we were kind of aware and we knew kind of like the pipeline of what an animated show needs so mm-hmm. we have been working like if we were you know, doing our own series for a long time. So when we started working for the studio, it was kind of like the same, but for other mm. people. Yeah, and it, yeah, it is strange because the everyone's path is is so different. Uh, mm-hmm. Ours was marked on the fact that we dropped out of college, mm. and then mm. usually when you uh, stick to the plan and go to the college you are a student and when you stop studying you are like unemployed ex-student or something like that and then you get a job and now you are unemployed uh, yeah an employee or something like that when you're we, professional yeah yeah, yeah yeah we kind of realized that back in high school the the, the unam had that it's the uh 
university here in Mexico. Um, the public, un the biggest public, the biggest university. public university here in Mexico. They also have like high schools. We attended one of them, and they closed it. It was like like a strike. Yeah, the students went on strike. Well, oh. we we were students. <laughs> yeah, we, we were students. Strike. We supported it, but we didn't know why the strike was happening. <laughs> but like, one day they were like, "We are going to close the school for a week. Who's with us?" And we were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will not go to uh, to school for a week. So yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> And then it closed, and then we had like a month with no classes. Oh, wow. And we, then we, we realized, okay, you know what's weird? All this time, for uh, for four or five years, you define yourself as a student because you go to mm -hmm. school every day. And studying is what you do. Uh, but what happens if the school closes? Then you are not a student anymore. So what are you? Like if tomorrow... A giant uh, meteorite, meteorite is uh, just cra crash into Mexico and just specifically in the university and destroys the university, then you wouldn't be a student anymore. So what are you? And we decided, ah, okay, well, I'm a, a normal person. What can I do to avoid that? Ah, we can start doing art. Therefore, if every day we make art, we are artists. We are not students. We mm. are artists. Even so, mm -hmm. if we don't go to a school or anything, we are still artists. When we enter college, we, we already had that uh, mentality. Uh, we are students mm -hmm. attending this uh, college course. And then uh, we realized the curriculum? the curriculum they were teaching us was not really helpful for us, for mm -hmm. what we wanted. Right. So it was uh, like an easy decision for us to to say, okay, we won't attend here anymore. So we are dropping <laughs> out of uh, school. We are not going to classes, but we are not like failure students. We are artists. Mm -hmm. For you to be an artist, every day you have to do art. So every day we made art. Uh, and that became like uh, a routine. Eventually, people started paying us to draw. And how that first gig happened, that's uh, very easy. We kind of were lucky to knew the people at the right time. That we, mm -hmm. thanks to, and we're going to be talking about them a lot during this conversation. But thanks to Pixelatl mm -hmm. Festival. Here in Mexico, it made us fall in love with animation and know people, you know, get, get us to know people that work mm -hmm. in animation and that had worked in the studios here in Mexico and that needed people. And I think that we were lucky because we're always saying that because we really think that luck is a really big part of this career. And for us, the definition mm -hmm. of luck is when the preparation meets with the opportunity. And mm -hmm. that's the whole thing. It's not nothing else. It's just like, if you are prepared and you have the chance, that's very good luck. But because sometimes you have the opportunities, but you are not ready yet to take them. Or you mm -hmm. are, And if you are ready to take them, but you don't have the opportunities, that's having bad luck. So, yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, we had very good luck that we were on this rhythm of working every day and doing art for us. So people noticed it and they say like, oh, you can do exactly that, but for us. And that was the thing. We didn't start by, you know, sending our portfolios or looking for jobs or, or something like that. It just kind of happened. and. Mm. You know, it's kind of, it's cool, but at the same time, it's kind of scary because our whole career is, we are always, we are always saying that we are kind of like riding a very big bicycle that is very cool and we managed <laughs> to get it going. But the thing is that we don't know how to freaking, we started riding this bicycle and if we stop, we will <laughs> fall and die. So we cannot stop right now. 
<laughs> we are, you know, we are in this bicycle and we have to keep going on. So sorry. I don't know where. Yeah, we we don't know where we are going right now, but we are, you know, we're pedaling <laughs> as fast as we can. One of the things I kind of want to ask is like, again, you two are known as the Alzambrosos twins. Where did that name kind of come from? And when did you guys start branding yourselves as uh, Asombrosos? <laughs> uh, that's fun. Um, we actually started uh, start doing uh, little web comics on, on Facebook. Oh. One of our, oh, our okay. favorite artists uh, here from Mexico City, his name uh, Axel Eneas. Uh, he's a comic book artist. Uh, he also created a show for Cartoon Network. Uh, Latin America called Tuntorial. Mm. It's amazing. It's number one in, in YouTube in uh, in Mexico. Uh, well, he mm -hmm. uh, started doing uh, comics and we read them when we entered uh, college. He attended, he the, attended same the same college that we did. So we felt a really huge personal connection uh, with, with Axor. Mm. And the comic books he made are really uh, real, really real, rough, and uh, personal. Mm -hmm. They are beautiful. He mm -hmm. is uh, in a relationship with uh, Alejandra Gámez. She's known as the Mountain with Tit. She also does uh, uh, comics, uh, little uh, comic strips. She's also doing a webtoon series right now. Well, uh, oh, wow. she, she mm -hmm. started doing this... Uh, these beautiful, profound, obscure comics. Uh, I remember seeing one of them on, on Facebook uh, about uh, mm -hmm. Day of the Dead. Uh, freaking uh, butterfly. A, a butterfly on a cemetery when there's a woman crying and the butterfly flies and goes into a casket and goes to the uh, skeleton to the skeleton of a little child and poses in his hand, and the butterfly says, they haven't forget about you. And ah, it's beautiful. Uh, the first time I saw it, I started crying just by seeing oh, something oh. in Facebook. And it was really moving and touching. And we were like, we can, we could do this. A mini comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can totally do this. Yeah, because, uh, you know, a four-square strip made us cry. So we were like, this is powerful and this is relatively mm -hmm. easy to do. No, you only need like Photoshop and a, a graphic tablet. And, you know, so we started putting to, you know, uh, to, uh, money, we just saving uh, money, saving money to buy that. We started uh, doing those comic strips and uploading them to Facebook and we needed a name. And the thing is like, uh, he came up with that. Just because we 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 were having a very stupid conversation about what the name should be, uh, we were saying like, oh, it need, it needs to be something asombroso, something awesome, and it is very <laughs> cliche. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, I couldn't, you know, write this for a movie because it could if, be so yeah, lame. Yeah, it could be so lame to see this in a movie <laughs> to see like, oh, asombroso, but it it's the way that happened. So because <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, the word has very a lot of similarities. The word awesome. Awesome, with yeah. asombroso in Spanish, that means the same. And I, I would really like mm -hmm. that. It's like in English is piano, and in Spanish is piano also. We, we like that kind of mm -hmm. uh, bridge <laughs> between the uh, the um, languages, the languages, the cultures. Mm -hmm. We we like that, that. And if you add broso to awesome, it makes it an Spanish, español <laughs> in an Spanish word made out. Of mm -hmm. an English word, and we like that. And then people started noticing that inside that word there was a bros, yeah, bros and brothers. Yeah, friends. <laughs> we were the, the brothers, so oh. they assumed we were calling ourselves the awesome bros. And that's weird because we would <laughs> never in a million years define ourselves as awesome or something like that. Um, and now people. <laughs> Think like we have like really high confidence in ourselves. <laughs> like yeah, they they call themselves awesome. They they sure know what they are doing. 
but we didn't notice no, it. No, you guys' work is awesome. You guys, you guys oh, should have confidence in yourselves. Yeah, I was saying this off cast that like um, it wasn't until recently where I was like, oh shit, it's Asombrosos. For the longest time, I always just read it as like Awesome Bros because my brain just like filtered out the last two letters. Yeah, no. Um, like- but yeah, I was like. Cause yeah, I thought that that was the chance. Like you guys are awesome brothers. So what's together? Like awesome bros. <laughs> yes, is like like Bob Ross used to say, is was just a happy accident, like a little happy push. <laughs> so yeah, we stick to it, and then we try, uh, move it to uh, the Twitter and the Instagram and uh, our business cards and our website, and that's us. <laughs> and now you you know our, our emails say yeah, awesome bros. So. We cannot change it anymore because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's how people know us. Yeah. It's a great fit. It's, it fits you guys both really well. And oh, one thanks. of the things I kind of want to ask is, are you two like a package deal when it comes to working for a studio or freelancing? And if so, like, how does that work? Or do you guys just juggle your own separate freelances? Like how, like, yeah, I, I'm very, very curious how the awesome process okay. work. We are kind of in like, the middle, in the middle of that. We are like, we like to define ourselves I already say it to you, like, a soul that shares two bodies is, like, a poetic mm-hmm. and maybe a stupid, but uh, we felt we <laughs> no, feel like, like that it. is true. No, it's, it's very profound. Like, when you guys said that the first time, like, my heart was like, like, oh, like, that touched me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, a complicated form of saying that we are really codependent <laughs> one of each other we are like in this uh sy- symbiotic relationship yeah we're like a mini pipeline honestly we don't do the same thing i don't draw like my brother draws he actually likes more the clean the clean part of this uh the the, the shape fit things he's mm. more cartoony more stylized I am more naturalistic. I paint. He doesn't paint. I don't know shit about mm-hmm. color. I don't know, but he knows. <laughs> I don't. I can't. He struggles to. I can't know, do, do a clean sketch for my life. I can't do it. I, I really <laughs> can't. Cleaning lines is like he's dead. It's my he, torture. He I have the clip studio paint and the cheat codes, and I can't do it. I don't know why. Um, so. That's why we complement each other so well. So we are both like a, a, a mini pipeline. We both throw mm. ideas and depending of what the client is looking for, sometimes the job requires a more painterly stuff uh, for features or something like that. Then I handle uh, that finish. Then sometimes mm. it's for something like uh, Nickelodeon or uh, Disney. Uh, Disney is. TV uh, want very clean and sharp lines. Uh, and that's mm. what he does. Uh, so we we kind of both get like the the credit, the credit. <laughs> uh, but some jobs. <laughs> so wait, but get... does the studio know that they're hiring both of you, or for yes. example, they yes. hire you? Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna like they hire you, but you guys share the work and split the money. We're always saying that even if you don't want to, you are going to get the two of us because you know we live together, <laughs> we live in the same room that we work in. We are always working like next to each other. So keeping an NDA between <laughs> each of, you know, each other, it could be impossible, you know? So even mm. if you don't want that, you are going to get that. So it is impossible that so, you don't get that. Mm. So, you know, if you want to treat us like just going to test the school, well, that's up to you, no? That's in your conscience. And <laughs> usually that works. <laughs> yeah, usually that works. And we also, you know, and we always sell the pitch that you know you are getting two so you are getting two artists so you are getting the stuff done in less time and with a lot of more variations and you know we have to sweet the deal mm-hmm. uh and it kind of worked at the start it, they were like very hesitant yeah hesitant about that because ah how does it work i don't want to hire two people and we were like okay you you only have budget for one people that's okay for us because we can just do half the work and half the work and that's the work for one people or something like that. I, I don't know. We can manage to work around that. Mm. And the lucky thing mm-hmm. is that as we don't do the exact same thing, uh, we can take multiple jobs at the same time doing different things. Mm-hmm. And each yeah. one of us is doing a different part of the job. Even if it's a job mm. that we both have to be working on, 
uh, one can start doing the sketching and in the meantime the other is cleaning uh, you know painting the backgrounds for the other project and then we switch and we one finish that backgrounds and the other starts cleaning the lines so you know we can work like that like just like a mini studio a here. mini pipeline I mean, right. we mm -hmm. have a, pipe, a very good pipeline right now so that's how we work mm. and you guys make it work that's awesome like i don't know the logistics of this but like have you guys ever considered like just creating like a small like llc between the two of you that way when studios hire you they're hiring you through like i guess your awesome brosos twins yeah, like yeah i'll see like have like a, a a really cute little company we would love to do that we one of the things we want to do we have always wanted to do is like a a, a pre-production house like a pre-production mm. powerhouse like mm -hmm. a, you need a pre-production for something you call us and we can get it all done and not not just the two of us we want to hire people mm -hmm. Uh, we mm -hmm. want to give opportunity to a lot of people we know that, that we know are very talented but haven't had the opportunity to start doing mm -hmm. this. Haven't haven't had that luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dealing with the mm -hmm. bureaucracy of, of doing all of that has really <laughs> made us think about it because uh, it is hard to to do that kind of work and we would love to do it. But at the meantime, we are working crazy hours. But yeah, if someone could just like help us and yeah 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 we will do the company together and all that stuff that would be amazing but at the time that's not the case <laughs> uh but yeah <laughs> definitely is something that we will uh, we would love to do was it kind of difficult trying to break in working for u.s based animation studios while being based in mexico or did the pandemic kind of help change that because i know like everybody right now is still working from home i'm still working from home so uh, how how did that work for you guys working on not only for like Mexican-based studios but also U.S.-based studios? Before the pandemic, we were uh, we were already working uh, with uh, U.S. Uh, companies. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we okay. started working uh, uh, with Warner Brothers Animation on uh, two thousand eighteen mm -hmm. and nineteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that wasn't that wasn't strange for us. Uh, well, the first time mm -hmm. it was because, oh, then suddenly Warner wants us to do something for them. Oh, man, this is amazing. <laughs> and then they send us, like, from the U.S., they send us our first payment ever came in the form of a, of a check um, mm -hmm. uh, tied to us. But here in Mexico, we don't use checks. So we, we went to the bank, and um, they were looking at us like, what the hell is this? What the and we were like, I don't know. Honestly, true story. The, the 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 cashier told us, I haven't seen this in twenty years. What am I supposed to do with this? I, because it's a it's a check. I didn't know that Mexico doesn't have checks. Well, they they have checks, but not checks from the US. Uh, it's like uh, this check oh, okay, is okay, okay, okay. for an amount of dollars. So you we will have to do some weird transactions here to change it for pesos and then give it to you and then we will have to keep uh, part of this money yeah uh, like they, a lot so they were saying like and you have to have like this equal amount on your account so we, we can make sure and i don't freaking you and i was like <laughs> okay let me just see that and we were and we talked with Warner, and it was like, oh, the check is amazing, but can you just wire the money or something like that? Because we are not in the U.S. And, and they, they did that. Mm -hmm. yeah, they did that. And since then, oh, okay. we yeah. learned how to freaking, you know, ask for them to wire for the future, money. Yeah. yeah. But it was really strange right. because or, uh, at, by the, at that time, we were uh, living with our parents. Um, so my mom mm -hmm. found the check between the... <laughs> The gas, gas tanks, tanks. <laughs> uh, on the outside, <laughs> and uh, yesterday, uh, the day before, it was raining, so it was like there they freaking check on the ground, like a freaking amount of dollars <laughs> that anyone could have taken. Uh, so it was a weird experience, honestly, uh, receiving that. Uh, uh, but yeah, it it, it really wasn't God. like uh, difficult for us. Maybe we got spoiled with that idea. Uh, that yeah yeah this mm -hmm. is easy they just call you and then you start working with Warner yeah 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 that's <laughs> yeah and that's the other thing that where our career has been uh, strange, strange and weird and lucky but you know we are afraid of that 
And it's that we mm. have never really asked for a job. We have never applied uh, for any job. Oh. All the wow. opportunities have just presented to us. From like your social media presence, like your website, because you guys have an amazing like oh, body of you. work. Like yeah, your website's maybe, really well done. Maybe it's that. But and yeah, you guys are really, you guys have a good social media account. Yeah, most of the time, especially mm -hmm. when we were starting, because we were worst, <laughs> we were far worse artists back then, but we were still getting uh, the, the job offers. The, the first job with Warner came thanks to the, the festival on Pixelatl. Uh, that year we were uh, mm. on the contest. They have a a pitching contest uh, of animated series. We were finalists there, and we were presenting our pitch to a lot of executives. That's part of the contest. Uh, then they selected a few pitches for us to do an activity in the festival that we had to pitch our, our series to the whole public. <laughs> on the festival, like I do a public pitch <laughs> in front of everyone on the stage. And we were like, it was the first time we were pitching a series. And at we all, were like, yeah. yeah, at all. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we can totally do this. Uh, we we went there and we did our public pitch to, to everyone. And in the public, there was uh, this guy. He saw our pitch. He came and said, oh, I really, really love your pitch. Please send me the pitch and we can talk more about it later, no? Uh, when the festival ends and all mm. that stuff. And we were like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. He handles or uh, his um, business card. His business card and goes. And then we see the, the business card and it says uh, Nickelodeon. And it was, uh, the guy was uh, Jairo Giron. Uh, he's a, he was a producer uh, back in Nickelodeon. He was overseeing the Nickelodeon mm. uh, short programs. Then we, we talked to him uh, about the pitch for Nickelodeon. We had a trouble having that uh, pitch. Yeah, that meeting, that pitch, because the day we, we were going to have it, there was a freaking huge earthquake here in Mexico City, and we couldn't have like, oh, no. the, the meeting. But the time we could connect with him again, he had already left Nickelodeon and he started working uh, at uh, Warner Brothers. Mm. And he told us in Warner Brothers, we don't uh, we are not taking original IPs uh, for pitches mm. because, of course, not. They have freaking Batman and Looney Tunes mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Why would they want my idea? You know, um, but they, mm -hmm. uh, but he says, but maybe you can work uh, freelance doing character designs for a couple of shows we are doing here, and we go like, yeah, yeah, totally. So <laughs> he was honest about that, and we started working on on a on a show on uh, development on, on Warner, and then yeah, that that was it. That was how it happened for us. A very specific set of circumstances that led us to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, totally by accident, you could say. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's how we started. And once you break that ceiling, oh yeah, I have worked with Warner, then the other companies uh, take trust a bit more on you. It's like, ah, Warner is willing yeah. to bet on these mm -hmm. guys, so I can do that too. So mm -hmm. the other companies just started uh, trusting. trusting in us, like arriving to our mail and Mm. We don't know how to say no, so we say oh, yes yeah. to everyone. <laughs> That's a big problem we have, yeah. Um, yeah, you guys need to learn to say no. <laughs> yeah, we can't. <laughs> we really can't. And that's a problem. But yeah, that's how we started. And honestly, that's how we have been working all this time. So, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it happens, you know, very irregularly, very naturally. I don't know how to define it. Mm. But mm -hmm. by that time, you know, it was easy for us. It wasn't like very strange or very, we weren't just like super amazed by, ah, oh, you know, the opportunity. And we were like, okay, this is a gig. This is a job. We have to do it mm -hmm. good. And that's it. I don't know. It kind of was good for us because we kind of took pressure off, you know, having to mm -hmm. have, huge studio clients, no, you know, the 
uh, we don't see that just like the prestige of working on a big studio that you know is not like that anymore. It's just like it's just like sometimes a big studio wants you to help them with a project, and that's it. It has nothing to do with mm-hmm. you and your or your value as an artist. So a lot of times we see students that have like a really precise goal in mind. Their, their mm. whole dream is to get hired by a certain studio. I want to be hired by Disney, or I want I want to be hired mm-hmm. by uh, Nickelodeon, Netflix. I don't know, you name it. But then, what happens mm-hmm. if you accomplish that? If you get the job, then what? Then you don't have a dream. Then mm-hmm. you are dreamless. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't have any any more goal <laughs> to to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like uh, Luffy being the king of the pirates just by founding a lame treasure on the first island he goes, then you have you don't have an adventure tent. We never have high value on that goal in mind uh, of just yeah. being hired by mm. this or that. Yeah, I do think that's an important takeaway, though, that like, um, especially aspiring artists shouldn't define themselves by the studio that they work at. Like, your work and you as a person defines who you are and gives and you give yourself value doesn't matter what studio you work at. That's not going to add. That's not your value. It doesn't change you. It really doesn't change your life. You, if you, your life, if you start working for Warner or for Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of in the terms of now you have a job. Now you have, you can, you know, start, you know, maintaining yourself. Maybe you were struggling with that, but it doesn't really check a box in, you know, in the universe and say like, oh, He's a pro artist working for a pro studio. No, not really. Mm-hmm. So, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. A lot of uh, young students feel like that it's what is going to happen. That suddenly they will have this the huge credential and the the huge. I work in this studio, so now I'm you know I'm the shit. So and it doesn't happen. It's <laughs> just it's a job. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's something like we realized, but like very early in our career so it kind of helps you you know to take out the pink lenses now how do you say that yeah the, the pink lenses the pink lenses of ah it will yeah, be your rose colored glasses yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rose, yeah because you are not longer seeing it like your ultimate goal and everything will be great and other stuff no it's just like i'm helping doing something great uh you know mm-hmm. uh, one day the production will end and uh, you know, I, I will get to work in another thing. So everything can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything has an end. Yeah, and the pandemic uh, helped us uh, doing uh, getting more jobs uh, internationally, but we were we were mm-hmm. already getting uh, those, so we didn't saw it as a really big uh, change uh, for us. Okay. I'm happy to hear that because especially because like, you know, because you guys are based in Mexico, being able to like work for a U.S. studio is probably like a lot of money. <laughs> and it, the, the the U.S. dollar stretches pretty far in Mexico. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys always want to stay in Mexico or do you eventually want to move to the U.S.? Um, I don't know about moving. Uh, even like moving like to another, another part, of Mexico, part of Mexico seems wild to me uh, and, uh, because <laughs> we have never moved. We have never traveled outside of Mexico, like never in all, in all of our life. We are not that uh, adventurous. <laughs> and it's weird. I thought I would be dead by the time I was 15 years old. So since then, I have been just like uh, improvising. improvising. <laughs> So I don't know what <laughs> will happen in the future. Uh, right now, the idea of moving is not uh, appealing to us. We don't tend to plan things very ahead of, very us. Ahead of us. Maybe that's mm-hmm. not good, but that's the way <laughs> we are. One of the things we want to ask is, how does your cultural background influence your art and the stories that you two want to tell? Oh, that's a very good one. For starters, like every project, Every like pitch bible or pitch we want to develop into a series, it 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 has something mm-hmm. like very Mexican on the root of it. Like always, mm-hmm. we cannot take it out of them because it's part of who we are and it's part of 
or experiences. So, you know, when you grow up uh, living like in fear of getting outside because they might, they may shoot you in the street, yeah. it can <laughs> change you a little bit. You know, mm, we, honest, you know uh, we we love Mexico, but we love know. Mexico and Mexico City. Uh, but growing up in the part of the city where we grew up made us a certain way. Mm-hmm. We the my parents' house is nearby a uh, a place in Mexico City called El Hoyo, the hole, the boys. <laughs> it's like a place uh, with no law with no they call it the void because not even light comes out of there and mm. yeah it's mm. dangerous and you know and um we sometimes we woke up and there were like bodies outside of the uh of our house just lying there lying there dead bodies and all that stuff mm. so growing up in that environment we uh Every time was watching cartoons. Mm. What we used to like avoid that uh, bleak situation was watching SpongeBob, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. hit us like in in our roots. That's where we develop a very deep love, not just for animation or cartoons. Is more like uh, mm-hmm. content that will make. A child, or yeah, any person, or any person by that means. But we we do care about children that they feel like safe and have a moment of mm. fun when mm-hmm. they need it, right? Because we needed that, mm. and we got that thanks yeah. to uh, those amazing, brilliant geniuses, uh, geniuses that did SpongeBob and all that stuff. And so we grew mm. up with cartoons as our best friends, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that that is what made us draw. We didn't like mm-hmm. to go out and play football uh, or all that stuff. And we didn't have video games growing up. But we had a lot of, a lot mm. of paper <laughs> and, and pens and pencils. So we like to draw. We, we really like uh, to draw. <laughs> On, uh, at school, we were really uh, strange kids. Uh, we, oh, yeah. we like mm. to um, lay on the floor uh, and take classes there, like just lay on the floor and <laughs> going <laughs> on the freaking on the uh, on the floor on but, the floor. You know, not like in a piece of paper on the floor. No, like taking the freaking pen and drawing on the floor, like <laughs> in the <laughs> material that is the yeah. floor. It is and, known as vandalism. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. We were like. A strange child, but that's the thing. We we didn't fail at classes because we were a straight A uh, students. When we started uh, drawing and painting, we did things that were influenced by our surroundings. What had we we already told you we weren't attending uh, our college classes. That's because we were going mm-hmm. uh, to the cafe, to Starbucks, uh, to sketch people. That's what we did. We draw a lot of people uh, with very cheap paper and very cheap uh, ballpoint yeah. pens. Uh, we started drawing people, mm-hmm. all the people we saw. Uh, and all the people we saw <laughs> were Mexican. So we became very uh, used to drawing a lot of Mexican people, you know, uh, getting to know all, <laughs> all people. <laughs> uh, and that's mm. the thing we, we, we did the most. And when we started learning more things, we wanted to apply it to the things we know and things we love. I started painting uh, the food I love, uh, my food, because uh, you have to do like color studies to learn how to paint. And mm. painting an mm. apple was boring. So I I prefer like painting my my freaking pozole bowl and my chilaquiles and, and people resonated with that with my the concha and uh, and all that stuff they mm-hmm. love to see that because it's not the same as a photo uh, like it has mm-hmm. a bit more of of character yeah of character of love um, yeah 
character, so the personality. When we, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we started uh, doing that, we found like our little, uh, our happy son <laughs> of, of doing art, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything we make mm. is, is Mexican <laughs> by default uh, because mm. of our experience uh, and how we see things. Yeah, you cannot take Mexico uh, out of us. It's like uh, like Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. says. He has a saying like, but your, your movie doesn't happen in Mexico, no? It is in the United States. It's with their giant robots. They're not, they're, there's not Mexican characters. On Pacific Rim. On Pacific Rim. Where is the Mexican, no? Where is Mexico in your movie? And the guy, and Guillermo mm-hmm. says, motherfucker, Mexico is me. <laughs> I am in Mexico and I'm putting Mexico in there, you know? Like the Mexican thing in my movie, it's me. So you don't need anything else. And it's it's kind of like the same thing, like mm-hmm. even if we didn't realize it, uh like almost all of our character designs tend to be very Mexican because we learned how to draw Mexican, a lot of people. Mexican people. And Mexican people, you know, mm-hmm. kind of look a certain way when you start drawing them a lot. Uh, so yeah, like, I don't know if we answered correctly. <laughs> no, that, that was great. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really good. I I really liked uh, when you were talking about, oh, uh, apples are boring. So I was I was uh, painting my pozole or my, like the concha. I was like, man, a concha must have been like way better because if you're painting your pozole or your chilaquiles, they're going to get cold, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's why we- paint really fast. <laughs> you have to be fast. No, no, you have to start, and whenever it starts getting cold, you take a picture. You take a picture, and then you eat. And you know, nobody needs to know that you didn't do it like in one sitting. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, what matters is you go halfway. All right, yeah, yeah, you, you go halfway. Thank you for joining us, both of you, uh, Diego and Sebastian. But before we get into our final question, where can our audience find you? And is there anything else you would like to promote? Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are. There, our sombrosos. Yeah, or just look for sombrosos. Our sombrosos. Uh, you will find us because there's, you know, nobody else that calls themselves that. So it's pretty easy to find <laughs> us. Yeah. I will say, uh, look uh, for Frankella. Ah, yeah, look for. But they don't have it <laughs> in the in the states. In the states, or if you have VPN, yeah, if you have a Hopefully, hopefully it comes to the states. I got to see the first episode at the at the Lali screening, and it was oh, or the okay. first like three episodes. I think it's so beautiful. It's a it's a it's a cool show. So I hope it gets a U.S. release. Oh, uh, we, we, we hope the same. We, we hope the same. We are working on uh, the next part of the story uh, of, of Frankella, and I don't know if that will be how how will HBO Max will uh, deliver that to the world. Uh, we don't know. We hate that we have to wait for uh, corporations and studios to see what mm-hmm. they will make with the content we create. But that's the world we live right now. So. Maybe that, uh, I don't know. Look for uh, any Jorge Gutierrez project that comes out in the next years. We we <laughs> will be there. We are working there. Um, I don't know which one is going to arrive first, but... Uh, be sure that we put our hands in everything. In everything there, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, just, uh, I don't know. Enjoy your lives and... Go see a SpongeBob. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much. And as we come to a close, is there any final advice you would want to give to those who want to pursue a career in animation? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, a ton, a ton of advices. The thing that has helped us more in all those years is that we we didn't wait for someone to tell us that we could do things. Yeah, we didn't wait for mm. permission to do things. We, we just kind of did it. Yeah, we were, we, we didn't like uh, in, in, in college that you have to be, uh, you have to, to have certain uh, grades to get into the illustration program. Well, if you face your mm-hmm. photography class, then you can't take the illustration classes. And that is, honestly, that's bullshit. 
that's crap. Um, they mm-hmm. can't let, they can't dictate what you can learn. Uh, so you don't have to define uh, yourself, but by the th- things you are getting, you are learning, or they are teaching you in school. Like, don't mm-hmm. just stick to what you are getting out of school. Always look for more. Like, if you feel like you are not getting mm-hmm. enough, you are not getting what you want out of school or what you are, you know, what they are teaching you, look for more, you know, always look. Mm-hmm. Uh, one advice we tell our students a lot is like, look for the people that have the job that you could want to be in. No, the, you know, if you want to be a character mm-hmm. designer, look for your favorite show or the show that you love most the character designs on. And look for who is the character designer, okay? What's his or her portfolio, their portfolio, okay? Now uh, start and you know questioning yourself, what are they doing, you know, in their portfolio, in their work that I am not doing? Like, be very honest. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't draw hands and they draw fantastic hands, be honest with you. No, and say they draw fantastic hands. Yeah, I don't like to you. Mm-hmm. Is because when when you enter a stu- uh, working with DreamWorks uh, or anything like that, they won't ask you if you can draw hands. They can see it. They can see if you can do it or not. So you gain nothing mm-hmm. if you lie to yourself or you are not uh, honest uh, with your fears or or what you are lacking of. So don't be afraid mm-hmm. of tackling those. Uh, uh, find the joy. In, in in the process um and uh, yeah and not I, I i already said it but don't wait for anyone's permission to do anything a lot of people want to do a series a, a comic book a mm-hmm. short movie but they always feel like oh i'm not good enough yeah they they think i am not good good enough right now i will attend all my classes and after i graduate i will start because then I will have uh, enough knowledge, yeah, enough knowledge and ability to do it. No, screw that. That 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 doesn't help you at all. Start whatever you want to do mm-hmm. right now, like today. If you yeah. want a project, you want to do. You want to do a comic book. Start writing it today. Just a little step. Just just mm-hmm. start writing the title, the name of your protagonist. Take that decision today. You will never be good enough because our expectatives or expectations of what we should be are never met. You know, we are always looking like mm-hmm. upwards, mm-hmm. like forwards, like we are always looking to the people we admire and we will never be as good as them because we are not them. And we cannot be them because mm-hmm. you are you. You are going to become on the best version of you, but you don't know what that version looks like because it won't be like your favorite artist. You will become mm-hmm. yourself. You will become the best artist you can be. So the thing is like, mm-hmm. don't wait on, until you are as good as, you know, that artist or that other, or that writer or that animator. No, you can start doing your own things right now and you will get there and you will, you know, surpass them if you want to. Work toward it. Do it now. Yeah, hey, do it student, now, please. Do it now. Just do it. <laughs> and you are uh, a, a professional. Uh, again, the godmother of professionalism is not going to came uh, with her professionalism <laughs> one and touch you in the head and your hands and you became <laughs> a professional artist. No. Being professional is something you are. It's, it's an attitude. It's an attitude. Mm-hmm. So if every day you behave like a professional, then you are a professional. Well, that's perfect advice. Uh, thank you, Asombrosos, for joining us today. If you enjoyed our interview, audience member, please rate and follow us on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at StraightAheadAP. If you have any suggestions for future guests, please contact us on social media or send us an email at straightaheadpodcast at gmail.com. We love discovering new professionals and want to use this platform to boost these voices of the future. And finally, a big thanks to our music composer, Daniel Rodier. Thanks again for listening, and thank you once again to our amazing guests who have a bright future straight ahead. Until next week, have a wonderful day. 
Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.